welcome to Bury the Lead. I'm one of your co-hosts, Winnipeg Free Press columnist Jens Ratty. And I'm your other co-host, Winnipeg Free Press and multimedia producer Aaron Labar. Welcome to the show. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. It's feel like it's like a real mixed bag. Yeah, here we're, we've been pretty today. good with the thematic episodes lately, but this is not one of them. Yeah, this is kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, we're going to be talking about Remembrance Day. Yeah, so it's coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also going to be talking about holiday markets because tis the season, right? And we're also going to discuss the phrases that we use because we think that they're polite, but they're actually so mean. First, though, how was your week? Um, I am somehow still a little bit sick. I noticed that. I know this cold is just like hanging on for dear life. I feel much better than I did the first like eight days <laughs> but like every morning I wake up and I just like blow my nose for 10 minutes and I have this my throat thing is still going on and it just like will not go away and it's very annoying <laughs> it's yeah I had that weird cold that didn't really become anything it was just kind of in my sinuses and then yeah went away but I have been so tired it's the wet it's the cloudiness I think yes it has been cloudy here in Winnipeg for like I feel like weeks and it's full winter today it is full winter today it snowed which kind of excites me. I only like snow from like now until end of January. No, until January 1st. And then <laughs> I'm, it's over. Yeah, good luck with that. I know. It's, uh, I live in a winter city and yet. And as we talked about last year, and I think I'm going to try that again this year, mm-hmm. is trying to embrace the winter city thing. Yeah more but i wanted to get a flu shot and i feel like i can't get a flu shot until i feel like i know i'm better me too because it takes two weeks for them to take an effect so really we should have had them already but then right when i was going to get it is when i started getting my cold so i was like i'll wait it out not thinking that it would be three friggin' weeks of this thing processing through my body i'm eating so many oranges to try to like flush it out with vitamin c not that that's a medical advice from anybody, but no. I just feel like that's what my mom would tell me to do. So yeah, <laughs> that's just what I'm eat doing. A full box of mandarin oranges. mandarin oranges. Yeah. How was your week? Uh, week was good. It's been busy at work. Yes. Um, which we is, have lots of secret projects coming yes, up that we're lots so of projects. excited to talk about, but we can't yet. We can't just yet. So like, stay tuned in the next couple of weeks because yes. we have so much fun stuff coming down yes. the pipe. We have announcements. Yeah, I was going to say it. Oh, you took it right (laughs) out of my mouth, literally. So usually, though, I'm not, I don't really have to multitask much (laughs) in this job. Yeah, we're pretty focused on one thing at a time. This week has been a lesson in working on extremely different in tone pieces at one time. So that uh, that's kind of been where I'm at. But it's been it's been good. But yes, we are very excited to share some of the things that we've been working on. But not yet. But not yet. What do you want to talk about first, Jen? Mm, let's talk about the things we say that we think are politer okay. than swearing at people. We talk about this in the car all the time. Because I've recently incorporated many of my childhood insults into mm-hmm. my normal vocabulary. Because mm. I find myself around kids a lot. So I'm trying to swear <laughs> less. Yes. And just trying to just swear less in general because I it's feel, not a good look. I feel like swearing less is an admirable goal. When I want to tell someone to frig off, mm-hmm. I say, I've been saying get a life instead, <laughs> which is like, if you say it in a really aggressive tone, it gets the point across. But then when yeah. you really think about what you're saying, I know it's really mean. I like, feel like really mean. I feel like there's so many examples of that. And like get lost. Get 
that's a really mean thing to say to somebody. I know. I have actually always maintained, and I wrote this in a column once about like missing like pet posters. Yeah. Get lost is actually the meanest thing you can right. say to someone. It's like not only go away, but like never come back and be terrified while yeah, it's happening. And be afraid and alone. <laughs> is, is what you're right. It's so cruel. And never be found. Like for sure. There's so many like that that are like, you think they're kind of like the politer version, but really. Yeah. Like when you call someone a butthole. Like, yeah. That is awful. It's awful and it's gross. <laughs> it's like really gross. And I've also like started incorporating salty a lot. I use it on the mm-hmm. pod all the time. But that's a new new word that I've been using that can, it serves many purposes and it's Agreed. not super offensive. Agreed. So it's been very versatile for me. But yeah, get a lot, get a life and get lost. Yeah. Or, yeah. That is, that is mean. And like, give me a break. That's a really good one to yell out when you're upset about something. Also underused, spare me. Oh. That's a good one. Yeah. That's yeah. a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my mom would throw that one out when I was a kid. For sure. Right before she'd do that little finger thing of the, oh, it's the tiniest violin playing for you. Oh my God. Yeah. Classic my, moms. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was a fan of that one. Oh yeah. Um, Found some cheese with that wine. I, 100%. Classic. Love it. Cla- greatest hits over here. <laughs> but I think it's also kind of a good example of well-mean like and devastating proof of two things. One, that you don't need to swear to get your point across. It's true. And tone. Two, it's all in the tone. It's all in the tone. And two, language is a rich paint box <laughs> and we don't need to rely on like actually like offensive words such yeah. as crazy and insane yeah and, you know like there's so many other words to use one of my other new favorite insults mm. is calling someone a cabbage because <laughs> it's like <laughs> if you call someone a cabbage it's like the least in- interesting vegetable it really is it's just green and round and stupid with so. a <laughs> with a funny name right so if someone cuts me off in traffic as you know i will yes. be like oh you cabbage <laughs> and it's very good if there's children in the car because if they repeat that it's okay exactly it's totally fine making up making up insults that's what happens when all your friends start having babies <laughs> so you have to be very aware of what's happening oh i just swear in front of babies and that might well i'm gonna be an auntie in january so i'm trying to like train myself so i don't think my brother would appreciate my sailor mouth yeah being implanted onto his child i should work on that my niece is like two and a half (laughs) she's at the age where she like can repeat stuff oh great yeah so i should probably look out for that Mm -hmm. markets yes you have gone yeah i've been to a couple this year um i tend to avoid some of the big like really popular ones because i as regular listeners of the pod will know i don't like crowds Mm -hmm. (laughs) some of them can be like elbow to elbow traffic. Well, it's kind of crazy how that whole thing, the Christmas market and kind of just yeah. markets in general have evolved because yeah. I remember like craft sales yeah. were a big thing when I was a kid. Like my mom and grandma would always participate in them and like make stuff. And But it wasn't like a cool hip thing to do. Right. And it was just like you have your table at a community club and you buy your reindeer made of popsicle sticks. Exactly. And <laughs> the end. Like, you yeah. Know. Yeah. A, like a Christmas light that has had antlers on it yeah yeah eyes like yeah, yeah. many googly eyes definitely have that in my apartment right now for 100 percent, everyone <laughs> does and now it's like this whole boutique industry yeah it's very weird to yeah. me yeah i mean i do enjoy going to some of the smaller ones because obviously we talk about this all the time we like to try to yeah. buy local whenever we can support local makers yeah. but for me if the experience is like anxiety inducing and I feel like I can't even stop at a booth to look at stuff because mm-hmm. the traffic is just like pushing yeah. me away. I can't, I don't partake in that anymore. Well, and that's the thing about like when I'm buying gifts for people, like I 
like to look at things and think it over and mull. Browse. Yeah. Lot. And browse. And, and I the, feel like sometimes you don't really, you can't. With the market because it's like up for the weekend and then that's it. Yeah. So unless you know the person or you know the business. It's, yeah, it's hard. Exactly. It can be, it can be frantic. But I do still go to some of the smaller ones. Yeah. Because you can find some pretty sweet deals. Absolutely. And I, and I like to just being able to get to know, because I think also people sometimes forget that you can support these makers anytime because mm-hmm. a lot of them have etsy shops and a lot of them yeah. do a lot of promotion that's a stuff good point on Instagram. that's really so true it's awesome when you can find ones you like then follow them on social media and then you can patronize them all the time instead of just yeah a few times but if you are a market lover i post i wrote a little thing for uptown this week if you go to travel manitoba they have an amazingly comprehensive list of all the craft sales from now until basically the end of december not just in Winnipeg, but like in outside the perimeter as well, and a lot of the other cities awesome. and towns. Yeah. So if that's that is your your bag, that's your jam. Check it out because you're not going to find <laughs> like a better list than that anywhere. Do you have any good market survival strategies for people? Um, I usually tend to look at who's going to be there ahead of time. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Because if there's certain things that I know that I'm looking for for certain people mm-hmm. I'd be able to kind of like streamline it's the same way I kind of approached the wedding show and I went yeah you kind of streamline your process a little bit but sometimes they're so big that like once you get in there that plan just goes out the window totally and I would always say make sure you have a ton of cash if you're planning on buying yeah. all your Christmas presents because some people do have the square or the whatever but a lot of them are still cash only yeah have cash uh I would add and bring your own bags yes bring your own bags for sure and don't be holding a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that makes things Save that for the end of your... As I've learned. As a treat. Many times. As a yeah. reward for surviving. <laughs> yeah. You need both hands. Both hands free. <laughs> you do. And also, like, people are going to bump into you. So yeah. you're going to have that coffee all over your shirt. <laughs> yes. So both hands free. Own bags. Lots of cash. Scope it out. Yeah. Remembrance Day. is coming up this it's weekend. coming up this weekend. Yeah. A um, hundred years. Since I know. the end of the First World War. So it is, it's quite a momentous Remembrance Day. It really is. And it makes me think too, like where we're going to be a hundred years from now. I know. Yeah. We're getting further as time marches on as it does. And November 11th, 1918 gets further in the distance. Um, yeah. It's kind of, it just, it feels very, and I wrote an editorial about this, but it just, it feels extra incumbent on people to remember mm-hmm. because the people who were there aren't here anymore. Mm-hmm. The last known Canadian veteran died in 2010 at 109. Wow. So good for, good for John Babcock. <laughs> um, but they're not here anymore. So it feels kind of extra important to pay. Yeah. Like respects. a responsibility. Yeah. Right. And it's interesting. This year was the first year they had the digital poppy. So yeah, the poppy is of course, a symbol of remembrance in Flanders Fields, the poem, John McRae, that is where that comes from. Um, But it's also a fundraiser for the Legion for Mm -hmm. their poppy fund. And Mm -hmm. the poppy fund is used for a great many things to support veterans. And uh, this is the first year that you can donate to the poppy fund online. That boggles my mind. Which I find a little bit adorable and hilarious. It's like, welcome to (laughs) to this. But honestly, for such a huge organization. (laughs) Yeah. <clears throat> that absolutely boggles my mind because and I would often run into this when I would be at the grocery store or whatever and I wouldn't have cash for the Bucket. poppy box yeah. because 
I don't carry cash very often. So this kind of mitigates. And you always feel like a jerk putting like a quarter in. Because well, you're exactly. like, all I have is this penny exactly. and quarter in my wallet. Yeah. So this allows you to make an online donation. Potentially donate more than you would. Yeah, I think that's very true. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens from that. And then also the digital poppy. So you get a poppy that you can put on your social media feeds, Mm -hmm. which again makes sense because we do live a lot of our lives online. Well, especially now that people for every sort of event, they have like the frames that go on your Facebook photo. Yeah. You can personalize your poppy. Yeah. You can dedicate it to her. So it makes a lot of sense. But what I wrote about and what I would want people to kind of consider is that the poppy itself is a reminder, but it where it gets its meaning is actually the observance of Remembrance Day. So a poppy does not replace the actual act of observing November 11th. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really easy, especially as we move further through time, to forget. So we don't really observe the 11-11 thing. Yeah. We can scroll through a bunch of digital poppies and kind of not take time to remember what it's actually for. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would recommend if you can, and I know it's not always possible. And Mm -hmm. I mean, observing Remembrance Day can look however you want it to. If it's just having a moment to yourself, that's cool too. Yeah. Um, But I would recommend if you can to attend a service or attend something because it actually is so moving. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, I went to the Brookside Cemetery tour. Mm -hmm. And I mean, to be fair, I was doing a column about it. So it was kind of work related. But I was so happy that I went because A, it was super moving. B, talked to some really interesting people who they Mm -hmm. weren't veterans, but they had connection. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, including a woman who worked as a nurse forever and would just would often be working on the 11th and just not really noticing it. So Mm -hmm. she wanted to, to come and actually do something. Yeah. But there are a lot of veterans buried at Brookside Cemetery. Yes. Um, it's just a really cool cemetery, but it, the the tour is really comprehensive and good, and you can see all the the soldiers and see how young a lot of them were. Mm-hmm. Um, because also the point of the poppy is you're supposed to leave it, so you're supposed to leave it on a gravestone or a memorial. Or mm-hmm. so I left uh, mine and a Canadian flag for a soldier who was 15. Oh God, yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah, so it is. I would recommend getting out if you can yeah. to something, whether that's going to the Legion or going to like the huge service, the convention center. Or Brookside yeah. Or we used to go a lot when I was a kid because my grandfather was in the air force. He, I, I don't think he was, he wouldn't have been old enough to be in the second world war, but he's still a veteran and mm-hmm. we used to go all the time. And I haven't really gone in my adult years to a service properly. So I think this year we're going to make an effort to try to go for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to note too, that you can observe Remembrance Day and still, like, be uh, a pacifist and be uh, absolutely like, object to war in general. Yeah, because that's not what you're in observance of. Exactly. You're. I mean, the war of the First World War is what I'm trying to say. Was supposed to be the war to end all wars, right? Mm-hmm. It's referred to as the Great War, First World War. Obviously, there has been war many, since then. Many, many, many. Um. So I think. What Remembrance Day, at least for me, is more about is not sort of the glorification of combat, but rather honoring the sacrifice that many people have made and their courage and all the people around them. So you think about Charlotte Wood, who was the one who started like one of the moms who started. Right, right, right. Or wife, maybe. I I think she was a wife. I think you're right. um, Who started laying the wreath at the National War Memorial and that a different 
Canadian widow has done that every year mm-hmm. since then. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's just lots to think about in honor. And speaking of your pacifist point, there's the white poppy, right? which a lot of people wear instead. So white being, of course, the symbol of peace and as well as just a way to recognize veterans while also being well, a pacifist. Yeah. So lots of Mennonites wear white. That makes a lot of sense. White poppies. So. One, other, one other poppy related thing that I saw, I can't remember who posted it, but I saw it, I think on Facebook that there was uh, a group of Aboriginal women who had done like traditional beating mm-hmm. on poppies and they were so beautiful i'm like i'm really hoping that they sell them so that you could have a poppy that you could reuse every year yeah because that's they also beautiful that's also so a- if any of you listen to the pod yes i will buy one of your poppies and wear it forever because <laughs> it was beautiful yeah they're gorgeous <clears throat> yeah so so the point is if you can take some time however that may be to observe remembrance day this year For our last segment, we're going to do pop culture blind spots. Yeah, this is quickly becoming one of my favorite segments because it makes me laugh so hard every time. So for those who have never heard this segment before, pop culture blind spots is where we pick something that one of us has never seen. That's been very popular. That's been very popular. And the person who hasn't seen it has to describe it. Yeah. Next time I'm going to do Twilight for you. I just thought of one. Oh, yes. I have. Yeah, I have not seen that. Today... We are going to do one of my favorite movies. I would say probably my favorite movie, <laughs> if I'm being like, honest. I have no idea why this is one of your favorite movies. <laughs> the 1996 feature film Twister. <laughs> Featuring what I thought was Diane Hunt. No. No, Helen Hunt is who <laughs> Cor- I was searching for. Correct. Yeah. Um, who's, the, who's the male lead? Bill Paxton. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to tell you... I'm just going to give you okay, like wait, a very... should I tell you what I know about Twister? Yes. Tell me what you know about Twister. That Diane Helen Hunt <laughs> is the female lead. Mm-hmm. Um, that there is a Twister. <laughs> yes. The titular weather of... Yes. <laughs> yes. If, that was, if this movie was called Twister and there was no Twister in it, how outrageous would that be? Well, do you, do you think there's just one Twister? Yes. Okay. Like a really big one. <laughs> And then I know that there's a scene where a cow goes up into it because when I was, when it came out, I was seven and everyone was talking about how there was a scene with a cow going up into the twister. Yes. That's all I know. I don't know where it takes place. I don't know. Nothing. Okay. So. I don't know nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think? So Bill Paxton is the male lead Bill. Yeah. Helen Hunt plays Joe. Now, are they married? I'm going to say, wait, I'm going to say they are. No, I'm going to say they're not married. I'm going to say they're not. They're not. In the beginning, they're not romantically linked. And then in the end, the trauma will bring them together. But continue. Um, (laughs) What do you think they do for a living? I'm going to (laughs) say. This is really easy. (laughs) Bill Paxton is a twister specialist. Uh, A weather special meteorologist, perhaps. Uh, Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say Helen Hunt is a teacher. (laughs) A teacher or a science teacher. Science okay, teacher. Okay, so they're storm chasers. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, storm chasers. <laughs> Got Although it. Bill Paxton has kind of Bill. He plays a guy named Bill. So Bill and like, Bill. Okay. Bill. Got it. Um, has kind of traded the danger life for the more safe meteorology. So I'm not totally wrong. Yeah. So they, and they call that him Helen Hunt is not they a call teacher. Him weatherman is an insult. All right. Um. So it's like a crew of storm chasers. Okay. And I'm just going to give you like a really Cole's notes. Just like give me a. And you tell me one, what this movie is okay. about. Okay. They're storm chasers. Yeah. 
they are trying to launch Dorothy. Okay, you don't tell me what that is. Um, and they, it's like their last ditch effort. Okay, it's like their last big chase. Okay, okay. <laughs> is that all? Is that all you want to know? Yeah, I think Kay. so. <laughs> I think if you give me any more, it won't be nearly as funny. Okay, tell so, me, tell me the movie. Okay, so first thing I need to figure out is what Dorothy is, and in my head, they are creating a storm to chase. <laughs> So Dorothy is like <laughs> the twister that they are creating with their storm chasing science. One last big hit. <laughs> oh, here's a good question for okay, you. Okay, yeah. But before you continue, okay. Why do you think Joe, Helen Hunt, okay, is like who's Joe? is so obsessed with twisters? Is it because her parents died in a twister accident, a freak twister accident? <laughs> that's that's. It's like a revenge scenario. It's it's it's, it's yeah, it's close. Okay. It's close. So then Dorothy the Twister mm-hmm. <laughs> hits down in the southern United States, let's say Missouri. Okay. Somewhere in Tornado Alley, Twister Alley. Yep, same thing, right? Sure. I don't know the difference between tornadoes and twisters to be honest. They're the same. My uncle's a meteorologist. He's probably going to punch me in the I face. I believe that they're the same. <laughs> but why do they call different things? There's got to be a difference. There's lots of lots of things have lots of names. I'm going to ask him and we'll report back for next week. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Dorothy, the twister hitting ground, <laughs> causing a ruckus. Yeah. Um, Bill, Helen. Yeah. <laughs> going to chase this twister. Yeah. Because there's something in there <laughs> that they need to recover. So then the twister goes through the house, picks up the cow. Does... <laughs> Why is the cow in the house? No, no. In the twister, the twister picks up the cow. Okay. Yep. To the house. I'm The house is on a farmland. I didn't okay. explain that, but in my head, it's a farm. Whose it... house? Helen Hunt's house. Okay. <laughs> so, so it picks up the cow. Everyone's like, oh no, there's a cow in the twister. And I feel like there's also a truck that went up into the mm-hmm. twister. Is that a pivotal plot point or just like something that happens? Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a pivotal. Are plot they point. in the truck? Uh, they Hel- are in a truck. Helen and Bill are in the truck. They're in the twister. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I don't know what. So wait. So what was the point of Dorothy again? <laughs> In which scenario? In the real scenario. <laughs> do you want me to tell? Are you done? No, no, no. I want to do the end. But what was what? Are, what was what are they going towards? Like what's well, the plot pushing but, towards? But you believe that Dorothy is a twister. Okay, but just I'll amend. Tell me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Dorothy is actually a like contraption. Okay. That they need to get up inside of a twister. Oh, to okay. To give them data. Okay. Okay, so then okay, so then the twister's coming. We'll we'll just keep calling her Dorothy. Okay, and then Dorothy the second, when they're up in the truck in the twister, they hurl the machine into the center of the twister, and then the then for whatever reason it acts like a a weather controller, and then the twister dissipates and the truck goes gracefully back to land, and then Bill and Helen get married, and the cow is the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone lives happily, happily ever after. And then they get an award for being the best storm chasers. So, okay. <clears throat> Here's what happens. Yeah. Bill and Joe are divorced. And Joe is Helen. Joe is Helen. Oh, okay. So they're, they're divorced. Okay. Uh, Bill is with Melissa, who is a sex therapist now. And they are trying to track Joe down in the field so that she will sign their divorce papers. Is Melissa a famous actress or is just a... Yes. Whose name I am... Oh, d- 
Jamie Gertz. Kay. Jamie Gertz is, thank you, my husband. Jamie <laughs> thank Gertz. Thank you, disembodied voice. <laughs> Jamie Gertz is the one who famously says, we've got cows when the cow goes by. Ah. She ends up on a chase. Because ah. basically they're chasing Joe, who's chasing tornadoes. Metaphors. Sure. Joe is obsessed with tornadoes because her dad was sucked up into one when she was a kid. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Point number one for exactly. me. Uh, the cow <laughs> is not the pastor. There's a joke <laughs> that it ended up in Aunt Meg who lives in Kansas's yard and she cooked it into steaks. Uh, okay. For the crew. So it's dinner. Yes. Aunt Meg's house is in a twister. There's multiple twisters. There's like a twister house. Have a farmhouse? Kind of. Okay. Uh, multiple twisters. Yes. There's like a twister outbreak. The worst America scene. So it kind of takes... <laughs> the worst twister outbreak the country has ever seen. Yeah. It, it's very dramatic. <laughs> it's V-dramatic. So they save Aunt Meg. Whose house Great. is clasped. And she's watching A Star is Born. Oh, how meta. Yeah, the Judy Garland version. Oh, geez. Yeah, I would also want to be hit by a twister if I was watching that So again. when I was watching A Star is Born, <laughs> sidebar, I was like, oh my God, that's the movie Aunt Meg is watching when the twister hits. <laughs> so it takes place Kansas, Oklahoma. <laughs> so Tornado yeah. Alley, as I suggested. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they have, so back to Dorothy. So they have these Dorothy packs. There's four of them. So they have four shots to try to get Dorothy up into a twister. Mm-hmm. And they're not successful. How do they do that, though? Do they just, need like, the tornado to actually, like, they need to put it in the tornado's path. And then it lands on it and sucks it up. But get out of there. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they find out that a rival gang oh. of, like, chic, like, fancy cars chasers, mm. led by Jonah, who's okay. this asshole. Sure. Um, you mean butthole? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> yeah. Princess Bride! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Copied... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> also, <laughs> no one is going to hear him saying who that was. <laughs> Carrie Elwes. But yeah. Yeah. He's Jonah. He has ripped off their design for Dorothy. It's called something else. What a jerk. And the cubes that need to go up into the. Yeah. Well, the things, the sensors. Yeah. Are circle like, oh my God, spheres. Okay. In Dorothy. And his are squares. Oh. So like, you know, the different. The pattern the would be different. Um. So they are now really running the clock. They so have not to... only is he trying to get a divorce and yeah. get this thing sucked up a twister, he's yeah. trying to get it sucked up the twister faster than Carrie Elwes' team you of cube suckers. are nailing it. Okay. Yeah. So Jonah... It's a lot up, of things happening. Jonah ends up dying. Good. Because like his... The guy who's driving his car... Uh, gets who sucked is, up the twister. Who is, no, who is David Lee and the good wife. Oh, okay. Uh, gets impaled by a ladder. Okay. I Yeah like from a truck that's coming out of a twister sure uh and then they end up getting sucked as you do into the yeah. twister. so then it's just our i mean i would count on at least two characters to be sucked into yeah. a twister and die our ragtag crew is continuing on and then bill discovers that he still has feelings for joe and vice versa oh so they don't get divorced correct mm, that was poor, my next question yeah poor sex therapist melissa well, she'll get yeah. over it um and <laughs> she'll then get sucked up a twister it's fine <laughs> they have one last shot to get this in there and then they get it in because they sacrifice their truck so that's where the uh-huh. truck gets sucked up into the twister okay and then and then because of the turmoil and the trauma they realize they still love each other and they get married well or they, they just continue to stay married they form a weather they decide to form a weather station <laughs> <laughs> and kiss and yes stay married presumably okay it's so, the greatest movie. So I was only wrong on like 45 no 55% <laughs> of the details but on others 
you know you know i know the plot of like strangely a, perceptive <laughs> well i mean <laughs> most most uh, end of the world kind of movies have similar structure mm-hmm. like there is some sort of reason why these characters come together and then the tra- yep. the trauma is always resolved yep. by some kind of romance always. exactly exactly so, so it yeah. really follows those those Tropes. lines yes yeah. Well, maybe I'll sit down and watch it one of these days. It really is so good. The special effects, considering it's from the 90s, are actually pretty <laughs> decent. And everybody's in it. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it. Everybody. Alan Ruck's in it. I feel everybody's like I knew Philip Seymour Hoffman was in it. He plays uh, Dusty. And Dusty is an amazing character. So, really, it's just worth watching. And if you've <laughs> never seen Twister, sorry about all the spoilers. <laughs> um, you can find all our stuff. That yeah. we are working on. Well, have worked on, I guess. I always say it's stuff we're working on, but really it's finished. You can find our work I know. at winnipegfreepress.com. You can also follow us on social media. I'm at Jen Zerati on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm at Naya Rebel on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also email us at burythelead at winnipegfreepress.com. Don't forget, we have some amazing announcements coming up in the next few weeks. I'm so excited. I can barely contain myself. And we'll see you next week. Bye.